Welcome to another episode of the Wealth Journal podcast with me, Jay Hardy. This week, I talked to Martin Velker, the CEO and founder of cloud-based software company Zenkit, and also the founder of an exciting new NFT project called MetaWatches. The latest MetaWatch collection sold out in under 40 minutes, so I was keen to understand what led Martin to NFTs and how he went about building the MetaWatch brand. But more importantly, what I like about Martin, though, is just as a person. He remains young at heart. He's constantly looking for ways to explore and learn. He's also not an English speaker, but I know before our meeting, he spent time watching English videos online to brush up on his skills. And I think that speaks volumes about his character. Let's face it, I struggle to explain NFTs and Web3 at the best of times, let alone in another language. But he did an amazing job. Before we start, it's also important to know that the Wealth Journal is not financial advice. It's purely here for educational and entertainment purposes. Anything me and Martin discuss is purely it's purely just for the podcast, not a recommendation of any sort. I recommend that you do your own research if you want to if you want to invest in NFTs. Now with that out of the way, let's get cracking. Okay, Martin, welcome to the Wealth Journal podcast. It's great to have you on. Hi, Jay. Thanks for having me today. Well, Martin, I don't know if you've listened to any of the previous podcast episodes, but what I'd like to do with my guests is, first of all, kick off with um, a simple question of what does what does wealth mean to you? Yeah, um, well, you start with uh, quite an interesting uh, question. Uh, I defined uh, wealth... Um, differently over time so i when i uh, was younger i had uh, the obvious uh, things which i uh, implicated with wealth that was fast cars and uh, and yacht and the yacht and and something like that um but then um might be very similar to your to your definition of it uh, when i grew older um it was more like um what can i do with my life what can uh, I? Um, what possibilities do I have in my life? What can I do with money? And also, what can I give to other people's lives? What can I bring to them? So, can I enable them to to get the best out out of their lives? So, it's not only a question to me, but also to my family and to people I know. So, uh, this is basically a, a big driver for me to to see. Okay, when I um, gain money after all because you need this to 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 enable things um what what would i do with it i would uh pursue my dreams i would uh try to 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 make the most out, out of my potential i also want to discover where i want to go and all of this needs money because it's basically also testing you don't know before what you really want to do where your passion is and um, when you have friends you don't also don't know where their passions are so you have to experiment a little bit and this all costs money at a certain point and it also um is time consuming so when you are occupied and working for eight to ten hours a day you don't you might not have the time left on the day to uh, to do and to to test these things and you also might not have the energy anymore because if you're really working 8 hours then you come back home tired you have no energy left to 
to expand your life. And this this basically means wealth to me to be able to to think about these things. Yeah, definitely. I like the uh, I like the idea as well that wealth can benefit other people, like you said about family or or other people around you. Um, I think if you look at some of the the wealthiest people on the planet, take Elon Musk, for example, although he's built a huge amount of wealth, he's actually probably taken a lot of people on that journey with him as well. So wealth isn't isn't a negative thing, in my opinion, because a lot of people can benefit from, from wealth of individuals. Uh, thanks for that, Martin. Uh, really interesting. Um, my next, my next question for you is really just to introduce yourself. Like who, who is, who is Martin? Um, what do you do? And, um, yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, who's Martin? That's, um, basically, hopefully a, a little boy in a, in a, in a man's body. <laughs> um, I, um, yeah, so I started, um, uh, as a computer scientist, basically my professional career. Um, and I did uh, machine learning over, over the years. Um, it was kind of 20, 20 years ago. Um, this was not, not the, um, with the, with the technology we have today with deep, deep learning and stuff. It was more like model based. And, uh, I, uh, was there when the first uh, AI winter came and, uh, people thought that AI wouldn't ever do these amazing things which, uh, uh AI can do today. Um, so I switched, uh, to enterprise software and we built and all, all, um, still building, um, Lukeen, which is a search engine for enterprises. Um, one of the players in the market when you, when it comes to um, search huge archives of emails and files. And this is how we started our company Exonic. Then over the years, we uh, started the cloud business, which is called Zenkit. That's a productivity software, which is still um, rising in the market. Um, we are launching a form, forms app um, in the next four weeks, I guess, um, to, to add this to our productivity suite. This uh, keeps, uh, keeps us pretty occupied. And then, um, I think last year, in the middle of last year, we also um, put some energy and made some experience in the NFT space, which brings us here today, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, this, this last year um, started off pretty normal, I would say. No one was thinking about NFTs or Web3 at this moment when it started. And um, I think it was February, um, late February, when I discovered NFTs for the first time. And uh, it immediately um, catched my attention. And then uh, this was also, the for me personally, the journey where I wanted to learn more about NFTs. I, I, I bought some NFTs. I bought my first CryptoPunk at this time. And um, yeah, since then I, I'm learning every day. Um, I, I see the, the deepness of, of the whole um, 
of the whole space i i can see where this is going i i i don't see into the future but i i have an imagination where this could could go and this is what uh, keeps us in in the market and in the field uh i'm not i'm not uh, the collector or investor type of person i'm more the builder and so it was an obvious choice for us to to uh, look for projects that are appealing to us that are interesting to us and uh, it took it took some time for us to figure out what we wanted to do it we didn't want to force it um, but then at at some day um, i discovered that you can not only do static nfts but they can also be dynamic and this was basically the birth of meta watches um where we can show the the current time of your device and bring some dynamic into the nft so we could combine um the technical aspects of programming and the the artwork aspects of nfts and and build a, a very very interesting mixture and this yeah this was basically the 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 criteria uh, one of, of of the part of our decision process uh, to really start with meta watches not just as a, a small side project but as a full blown um venture sure just to just to jump in there um so most most nfts these days certainly the profile picture nfts are fairly static um nfts and and what what you're alluding to there with meta watches is the fact that the actual image itself is is like a ticking watch isn't it you can see the hands move around which therefore makes it dynamic it's it's sort of moving as opposed to just remaining still no i i just wanted to to say i was very excited when i i couldn't uh, when i first thought of it i couldn't really believe that this is this actually working because my understanding was uh, there's some uh, data in the blockchain and it's unmovable and un changeable this is where the blockchain what the what what the blockchain is all about and then i thought about no we don't have to store a, every piece of information in the blockchain just the ownership and um yeah when i when um with my developers i, I have seen it for the first time i was very excited and i i thought ah, this this feels like like something really new we have to we have to move on on this path and before we jump into meta watches in a bit more detail i'm keen to sort of understand um for you obviously your background was in like computer science i assume you sort of built a bit of a skill set prior to jumping into nfts that enabled you to actually start to build nfts with your team and my follow-up question to this is do you think building an nft project is something that's quite accessible to entrepreneurs or is the sort of a prerequisite uh pre-requirement of of knowledge to actually to do that yeah, i i think uh the skill set the technical skill set or the, the requirements they will vanish over time um you already have uh, a bunch of services which makes it uh, much more easy um to to get uh, to have a framework where everything is already laid out for you and you just can concentrate on your core business um which is not bringing something into the blockchain anymore this is 
this is something uh, which uh, which you can and you should buy as a package very soon. Um, I recently uh, joined the board of advisors for for um, a service who does this very good um, launch um, my NFT it's from a from a friend of mine. They doing great things and and there there is basically the whole journey uh, for for a creator and you, you even can um, choose which blockchain you want to publish your collection um, to uh, so yes uh, you you needed it i think six or eight months ago you really needed a, a deep skill set and yeah you had to to um, to test a lot of things but now it's pretty easy to do and i think in six months it's it's very easy to do and everyone can do it yeah so the, the space is looking like it'll, it'll become a little bit more accessible for for the average the average person not just as a consumer or a collector but also as a creator i'm i'm very sure this will happen this is already happening and tell me a little bit about your sort of i know you mentioned blockchain but your your journey into the the world of whether it be crypto or blockchain. I sort of did a bit of bit of research before our call. I think you did you did you sort of buy your first Bitcoin back in was it 2013? And you was maybe gifted your first Ethereum or 10 Ethereum you might have got a few years back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back right. as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's both true, but it's not as heroic as it uh, might sound. Um I I was that's that's totally um, correct. I, I bought my first Bitcoin in in uh, 2013 for I think eighty dollars. But I already uh, I also sold them like three weeks later for se- for seventy bucks uh, a coin um, because in the retro perspective, like when you're now here in 2022. It's very, very easy for you to say, oh, sure, uh, this is a stupid, uh, most stupid decision ever to sell Bitcoin for uh, 70 a piece. But uh, when you back then, um, 2013, no one, really no one around you knows Bitcoin, at least not here in Germany. Now the, the network gets better and better and you you know people who also invested in this space at that time but back back then like almost 10 years ago i i knew no one i i had a twitter account but i didn't use it it was it was twitter was not that fancy for the crypto uh, crowd at this point changed everything with the nft crowd uh, but back then i didn't know anyone so you bought something which is basically only a couple of bits and bytes on uh, on some Chinese server for that big amount of money. And then when you read one single news about Bitcoin is going to be regulated by some government, you really, really, really think about selling this. And this happens. So it's uh, when when someone sa- says to you today, or it was easy when I when I really I just have um, when I just have known Bitcoin ten years ago or five years ago, I would be millionaire. No, you also have to have the guts and the belief that this is going to fly, whatever it, and, and no matter what. 
and diamond hands are not very common that at least in my experience it's not very common so it's not only the uh, the the point of time where you really know about something you have to have a, a big belief that this is going to fly and you have to answer a lot of questions to yourself and to your environment to huddle this until now so when did you start to actually get a bit more serious into the space then after your initial experience when did you actually start investing and then holding in crypto i was never serious about this because um, quite honestly i'm not that a crypto guy i tried to mine something i even bought a graphics card back then it didn't really appeal to me i was it was not building for me i was not that deep into the technology stack that i would say okay i open a fund now or i i'm i do a mining farm or something like that that so i wasn't on this building side and then i just decided to to keep on building software that was just where my focus was was in uh, i was curious about this, the the um, the market i learned a lot about price building there because like if you are as almost everyone uh, you are invested into stocks like apple or tesla or something you you really don't know how prices are built there because it's such it's such a huge market it's such uh, so so many liquidity in there you really don't see that the floor price comes from uh, demand and supply you don't see the 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 single transaction so so you really have no um intuition about how market prices really are fixed and this changed with bitcoin for me because that this was the first time when i really saw okay there someone wants to sell his bitcoins like two bitcoin and someone wants to buy bitcoin and now they have to agree someone has to take or accept an offer from from someone and this was basically the best learning for me um and it was i was not in in bitcoin to really get rich or something i was just interested um to see how a market evolves how yeah how prices are really fixed that that was uh, kind of interesting to me but i i really stayed passive in this whole space until last year when nfts uh, showed up on on the on the center stage for me yeah with nfts was basically the same thing i i read about nft and i thought it was um a world changing concept like after I, i think i read my first article about nfts in the mid of the night um basically someone uh, have um, said if you not lived under a rock for for the last three years you probably know about nfts and i said no i don't uh, let's figure it out and that uh, i i kept reading for Uh, two or three more hours until the next morning and i when i woke up i i was absolutely clear about 
that I have to get some NFTs and I have to get into the space. And this is what I did. But then again, my, my daily business catch, catched me again and I, I lost the focus a little bit as a creator. As a, as a collector, I um, keep track about my assets and I also uh, looked into, onto floor prices because the price building there is even more interesting because the liquidity is even lower. Uh, for me, one of the most interesting topics, like if you have Bitcoin, I don't know how many Bitcoin are out there. I think eight to 10 million already, like basically, but it's in the millions. So, and if you have like the crypto punks, for example, it's just 10 K of them. So if then, if there is someone who wants to sell his punks or want to buy punks, that's a whole different dynamic uh, than in Ethereum or whatever, because it's so, uh, such a um, small space, and there the price, the price building in in this um, small space is it's it's much it, it has much more dynamic. You, yeah, and and this this um, kept me occupied a little bit, but it was not that I was, um, yeah. Um, learning about nft all the day i i switched back to my software business and then i kept yeah i kept it like this for for the next three to six months until mid in the middle of the year sure yeah so i guess uh what interested you there was the 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 non-fungible aspect of of nfts in the sense that with with bitcoin or ethereum i think bitcoin is actually around about 18 19 million bitcoins in circulation at the moment and then ethereum's close to 100 oh. 100 million i think okay. yeah there's, there's there's quite a lot already so okay yeah so okay. they're obviously fungible they're fungible tokens aren't they they're sort of they're not unique whereas the nft world there tends to be collections of of around about 10,000 non-fungible so unique um, pieces of art or digital art or, or whatever it may be. So I can see how that that drew you in. Um, but then specifically onto NFTs, then that that led you to now creating your own NFT project, which is MetaWatches. And before we go into discussing MetaWatches, Meta just to be open, I'm actually a MetaWatch holder myself. So I'm not... <laughs> um, so although I am, I'm keen, keen to see how they develop and I hope they continue to do very well. Um, We'll try and be objective as well in this on this discussion. Um, but just for the listeners, tell them a little bit about MetaWatches. Where did the idea come from? Um, why is it unique? Because for me, it did stand out as something unique. Like you say, it was the first time I'd seen a real dynamic NFT project, and that sort of drew me into it a little bit. Um, but yeah, just give us give us a bit of an insight into MetaWatches. Here in Karlsruhe, that's a small city in southern Germany. There's also Chrono 25, which is um, currently the biggest marketplace for luxury watches in the world. So they sell in the billions. Um, and I know um, a lot of guys um, over there. And so watches are, and the watch market is, um, uh, yeah, is an, is a topic. In Karlsruhe, and for me, oh, like was over the last five years. Um, this was 
One thing when I thought about uh, marketplaces, which definitely has a part in the whole decision process. Um, the next thing was uh, when I first discovered um, dynamic NFTs, uh, was like the, I think it was the alien clocks. It, it's some, it's, it's one art project on uh, art blocks, I guess. I'm not quite sure. Um, this was the first time I discovered that that NFTs can be dynamic. There, there were just like random iterations on this, but it's just art. And I thought about what can we do? Uh, first of all, I was very impressed by this. And I was also in a positive way shocked that this is even possible. And then I started to to think about the technology behind it and and the possibilities which w would open up when we when we started using this but i this was not immediately the the moment when i thought okay this is watches at some point i think it was a classic uh, situation in the shower or something uh, these these uh, different stories mixed up and i said that's that's basically what we want to do we just not want to have images of watches for collectors but we want to do real watches Why, why can't we do this? And it was kind of far away for me at this time that we can use the device time on, uh, on, the, on the devices we show uh, from the browser, for example. Um, I, I couldn't convince myself, so I had to build it as a prototype with my development team. And only when I saw this, I said, okay, yeah, we can we, we build it. We build it just a, a small ticker um, so the prototype was very simple, but at this time I knew, yeah, we can go that way. And even when we have had figured out that it's technically possible, uh, we were not sure what we wanted to do with it. And because I'm, I have one major aspect why I'm starting with projects, and this is I want to learn. I want to learn like the the whole thing. I want to have a, a 360 degrees uh, um, overview over what is really important to to create a project. So there are so many parts, and uh, I don't want to just read about them, or I just don't want to talk about them because I read uh, about these things. I want to have firsthand experience. This is. A very very important thing for me. So, what means first-hand uh, experience to me? I have to know how big each of these parts really are. So, when you talk about, let's say, community building, how important is this? How difficult is this? What do you need to do there? That's one thing. Um, generative art. How complex is this? How what 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 are the subparts? What what do you have to do? What are the steps you have to do? Rarities. What do you have to do there? What what's what's good? What's bad? So many many different things. And I I knew these things. I can write it down. I, I knew them before, but I didn't know how hard each of these parts was and how time consuming it was and. This is something that really drives me. I, I need to know how difficult this is. 
um, because this is the only base I can really talk about something. Because when you just read something about rarity tables or some or generative art, it's so easy to talk about these things. Um, but do you really know how how hard this is or how simple something is? That's also a, a good um, experience to find out. Yeah, that's basically not that difficult. Um, for example, AI, completely different field, but to build a deep neural net sound, sounds very difficult, but it might be very easy when you use the right tools. Uh, it's very, very hard to do it on your own when you program everything. Um, that, that's a really hard thing to do. Um, so, yeah, so we, um, that was one driver to, to build meta watches, but also we are entrepreneurs, not just, where we are not just, um, uh, university professors, but we have to earn money with it. And so this was only one part of the equation. The other part was, can we do a long term business? on this or is it just a very expensive and time-consuming prototype we do this we do expensive prototypes just to move forward like for zenkit for example we have to do this for from time to time but it uh, it's laid out in a different way when we really want to earn money with it so uh, we thought about what what we really wanted to do with this and and we came up with the conclusion that this cannot only be one NFT project. At the time we started on summer, it was projects all around the, the place. Right? Everyone wanted to start a project. For me, a project is not the, a, a good name for what we do because a project has a start and that has an end. And then something is, is done. And I don't I don't like this this way and I don't like to, to build projects i want to build a company or i want to build a brand something that lasts something that really can last for decades and soon we figured out that the nft revolution can also be the starting point for a whole world of new brands why not a watch brand and this was the second part of the equation. So we wanted to learn and uh, we wanted to figure out the technology behind it. And now we had the, the, the second part of the equation. Yes, we could do a business um, around this by building a brand, by building a metaverse or an NFT first watch brand. And then the next same steps were pretty easy now we had to build up the whole pipeline from community building to the technology to to the artworks and um, yeah that kept us occupied uh, since summer quick one if you're building your wealth you're an entrepreneur you're working on a project whether that be nfts web3 or anything else when it comes to to building a business and you've got a story that you want to tell then i want to hear about it Please get in touch. You can follow me on Instagram, search J Hardy The Wealth Journal, Twitter, J Hardy TWJ, or send me a message on LinkedIn. Right. And the, on the community building side of things, in terms of your learnings around that, I mean, I think the collection sold out in around about 38 minutes. You was able to, to build quite a decent 
a decent community, certainly for the for the latest drop. Was that easy to do or was there quite a lot of challenges in that respect? Yeah, when you're new to something, it's never easy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's obvious. Um, we were pretty um, surprised by the, the very, very short period. Um, like th- I think it was 34, 38 minutes to sell out on, on the public uh, sale. Yeah, we were pretty surprised by that. Um, we had thought about the collection size for more than three months. I started with a very naive view on this, uh, which is 10K. Uh, the CryptoPunks are 10,000. The board Apes are 10,000. We can produce without generative art, like more than 100,000 pieces. Let's just do 10,000. And it was my moderators from the community who uh, talked to me over and over again and to, to, to just think about collection sizes as a matter because I'm in the cloud business and I sell as much cloud licenses as I, I can. A cloud license for a customer does not decrease in value when there are other customers. Quite the opposite because you get bigger as a company, you have more power um, to build new things. But when it comes to collection sizes, exclusivity is one important part of making this attractive and a good experience for everyone. But on the other hand, if you only sell 10 watches, there will be no liquidity. There will be no... um, um, ambassadors for that, not enough. So if you have 10,000 ambassadors out there who are really proud and really happy with their art, like the board apes, then you have the power of the community. So there has to be a trade-off between exclusivity on the one hand and awareness or visibility in the space on the other hand. And this was um, a learning process. There is no right answer. When you come back now and say, yeah, you sold out in 30 minutes, you have um, had easily the chance to to sell 5,000 watches. Why didn't you do that? Um, basically, because we really wanted to sell out the collection, whatever it takes. Because for us, it's the most important thing that we can bring our holders a very good experience. and. To this experience, it's most important that they, what they bought, it increases in value at least a little bit. As a German citizen, I'm not allowed to say <laughs> that that uh, that this um, might happen. We are not allowed to to uh, talk about NFTs as an investment. Um, uh, but uh, for me, it's totally to, to, totally okay to say if you. Ha- uh, buy some piece of art and it is like a hundred euros or a hundred dollars um, you have a much better feeling than you, when you can sell it for two hundred dollars and then it's good you don't have to sell it you don't have to get rich by this but just um, enjoy the artwork and it just it's a, it's a better feeling to know okay this that did not decrease in value like a new car when you bought, buy it for 100k and you drive uh, uh, over the street it's just 
50K. Right? This is just something that was important for us. And so we concentrated on, on um, selling out. That, that was one reason. May, maybe we have, uh, could have so, sold uh, 5K, uh, 5K collection also or 10K collection. No one knows. Um, but I'm pretty happy now with our decision. And for the people listening, thinking, why, why would I need a NFT watch? Like, what sort of use case would this have for me? Whether it be now or in the future, what would you, what would you say to them? Um, that's a very good question, and I only have one good answer for that. That's just emotions. If you feeling aligned to um, to watches to physical watches you know the feeling you do don't have to look uh, at the time you you have the time on your smartphone already so this is not the reason why you really want to buy a luxury watch it's what you what what feelings are released by owning and by wearing this watch and these feelings are manifold you you can say okay i i know i can trust myself i can trust the work i have done i can trust that i can be successful in this world and i bought this watch because i wanted to remind me at any time that i can do something that i can um achieve what i want to achieve in my life that's a feeling and this feeling has not reached now um the web3 community right now so the the traditional brands like rolex they are not aligned with what the folks in web3 really feel that was at least my conception what my, my realization is this we need the web3 community is very passion driven what are the passions of this space with the people they are talking on Twitter space about their lives, about what art uh, brought them in the last year. Art is such a big main factor in this. How can we transport this? How can we enhance these feelings? That was the the driver and why we built this collection, why this collection does not look like Rolex. It does not look like Rolex or any traditional uh, watch brand out now. We we thought about a new way to think about time and time pieces. And um, we had many discussions over what do we, do we want to make this iron look like, like a clone of something which is already on the market or do we want to do something new? And we decided to do something new. Why? Think of Tesla. They don't need gasoline tanks in their cars anymore. Therefore, they have the full flexibility of uh, how a new car should look like. And the same is true for watches. We don't have to get the metal um, frame out there. We can do much more progressive in this. We are still pretty, uh, we are not too progressive right now. Everyone can already still recognize that this is a watch, but we want to show a new way. and. This is all about feature, uh, all about feelings. I think when you now go into this Web3 space, it's, whole, it's a whole new world. You don't know really where it's going to. 
You don't know your place in this world. You don't know how you will live in the metaverse. But we want to give you the, the feeling that you have a friend on your wrist wherever you go. Doesn't matter if the metaverse will be sandboxed or decentraland or Fortnite or whatever. We at least try to bring something with you that you own. And this is your companion in the metaverse and in the new world. And it, when you buy it now at the very beginning, where you also are a beginner because we are all beginners in the NFT space, it's only six or 10 months ago for the, for the experts in the market, for the most guys and the folks out there, it's only six weeks since they started with NFT. Get some, get you something which, which, which is home for you. You can wear at your wrist or whatever. You can see it. And it, for, for many of, of our members, it's the first NFT they bought. And why is that? Because you know what, the, what you can expect from a watch. There's a theme that's not just a random image which looks good or something. It's something they can align to. They are used to. And we want to transform not only the watch, but also you into a Web3 creature. I'm 45 years old now. At this time, I could have said, okay, well, the Web3 thing, oh, it's not my business anymore, right? I'm cloud. I do cloud for the next 10 years and then bye-bye. Uh, that's everything. That, that, that's, I'm done. But no, I decided to say, no, this is a whole new world. I, and I want to be young again. And as I said in the beginning, I'm a young, I'm a young boy. Hopefully, it was hard work to 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 be that young boy again. I'm, uh, as you as you already noticed, I'm not an English native speaker. Right? This is not so easy for me to talk about these things. But I say no. This is a, a great journey. I don't really care. If my grammatic is so correct, it's more the intention I have. And I have good intentions to, to bring more and more people into this Web3 thing because I honestly believe it's a very good thing. We have to go there to democratize our society, to, to bring power to the creators again. Uh, I have to do this. And this... Uh, is why I, I do this journey. And the watches, the meta watches are just a symbol that we can be part of that and everything will be good. Yeah, amazing. Well, like I said, don't worry about your English. It's far better than my than my, my my German and I'm definitely understanding everything you're saying. I think you're making some, some really good points. And um, yeah, you sort of alluded to the fact that you could obviously in the future where your your meta watch in the metaverse but i actually quite like for me the idea of potentially in the future displaying your your meta watch face on your physical wearable tech in the in the physical world so for example my my apple watch at the moment is just like anybody anybody else's apple watch but yet if i could display my meta watch on there in the same way that i could display my cryptopunk as my profile picture online and that sort of makes me out like I'm, I'm pretty cool or I'm, I'm wealthy, then I can do the same on my, on my 
digital watch with my with my meta watch that's sort of quite interesting to me as well yeah um two things here um first of all yes you can already use your profile picture and put it on your apple watch and uh, this looks quite amazing um but um, as europeans we tend to make it a little bit more understatement so um we're thinking MetaWatch as a brand for the next 10, 20, 30 years. And uh, I think there's a, quite a bit of possibility or probability that in uh, two or three years from now, you don't really want to flex with your board ape on the watch. You want to have something more understatement-like. And so this might be the return to... Uh, yeah, like to more understatement arts and brands. And this is hopefully the time where meta watches get really um, a, a player in this field. Because right now, yeah, you can you can just use your ape. But over the time, I think the people will return to to have something more quiet on their on their watch. And yeah, this is basically what we want to do. We want to get uh, you a uh, a very unique character of your watch doesn't matter which model you wear if it's an apple or a samsung or whatever kind of smartwatch uh, they they get outdated very very soon or like two or three years um they get uh, old and you have to get a new model to keep up in the space and what do you do with your watch then uh, you and the, the answer is uh, you just transfer your meta watch to the to the next to the next hardware model and you still have the character of your watch that's that's basically one thing um yeah um the 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 second thing is apple <laughs> uh, apple uh, is uh, is hard to, uh, is hard to partner with because apple doesn't like watch apps for now so um it, it's basically impossible to to bring the meta watch is as a whole like with the ticking hands onto a apple watch right now that's not allowed in the app store and we first thought of this to be something which is not good for us but then we thought twice and said no let's we have the the classic you got some lemons let's make a lemonade out of it and through this thought process we were realizing that it's the character not only of a watch or the a character of a watch is not only transported by the hands ticking it's more the what you it's the emotion and um within within the next weeks we will um will hopefully publish a version which also runs on the apple watch just as an uh, a collage of everything which the your watch the character of, of your watch what what's important for the character and you can display this um on not only on your apple watch but also on your smartphone or on your tablet or even as the um on your desktop pc so this brought us to make more widely about what is the essence of the character of your watch and how can we express it on different containers? Not only on your smartwatch, 
by the way, on the Samsung, uh, on the Samsung watch, it will work. Like on the Galaxy watch, it's already working. We are building a mobile app for this. Something we think about. And what is the future for Meta Watches then? If you're thinking maybe even a few years out from now, where do you want to see the project uh, or the brand going? Um, as I said before, democratiza democratization is a is a big thing for us. I think this is uh, will be one of the main benefits from Web three. Um, we want to bring young designers and artists. Uh, to the center stage, the main stage. We want to be just the canvas for these artists. Because if you're now um, a watch designer, you have not not so many uh, possibilities to, to get some visibility for your work. You can do design studies and, and post them on your personal channels, but it's very hard for you to get them really uh, be a, a hardware to, to be produced and this changes immediately when you think okay you can build your own virtual watches you still have the infrastructure which MetaWatch provides you so you don't have to make this technical things and you also get the awareness of the community so what my dream would be is that we have um, whatever competitions or like a community not only with collectors but also with artists who can have have a stage for their artworks. And then uh, this, uh, let's see where this is going. But um, the most appealing thing for me when it comes to, to meta watches, why, why I'm really, really happy with this idea is that we are, we are not a competition to other profile picture uh, projects, but we are the perfect partner for them. Because we have basically a canvas inside our watches, which can be filled. And this is filled with the work of others. And the, it's the partnerships which are so interesting to me. And um, I'm very curious about the future, um, where, what kind of corporations will, will come up. And yeah, that's that's the, the the future for us. So we don't want to design every uh, single watch by ourselves, but we want to be more a platform or an ecosystem for the art world. Right. Yeah. That and that that's pretty much what drew me into the projects. The fact that it is very different to just some of the or a lot of the other NFTs out there at the moment, and I can see how you can develop that going forward. Certainly, when it comes to collaborating with with other artists and creators to build collections going forward so i think that's exciting um martin i've really enjoyed sort of following you on linkedin these last few few weeks and months um i feel like you've helped me sort of navigate through the world of nfts and web3 just with some of your posts and content um so i do recommend anybody just to just to follow you on there um but just in terms of web3 in general um, where you know what do you think is the potential of Web three? I know there's there's a lot of discussions out there at the moment in terms of the fact that the Web three Web three is the future, but then there's also criticisms in the sense that is it really decentralized? Is it still owned by the major VCs? 
There's still a lot of scalability issues. There's concerns around just barriers to entry, whether it's having to set up a wallet, having to buy crypto, gas fees, things like that. Are these just sort of teething issues, would you say, for Web3 that we'll overcome in the future? Or are they long-term barriers that maybe will prevent longer-term adoption? What What are your thoughts? Yeah, many, many questions. Um, do I think that... Uh, this get will get easier for the for the for for all of us to to get into the space definitely definitely um it's already getting easier and the more and more people who are going like opening their own wallets um send some ether through the net buy some uh, crypto buy some nfts it makes makes it not only the technology will get um easier to use but the people get more trust in that this uh is um not they are not the first person in the world who buying an nft late at night so this will be uh i think socially accepted uh is the whole web3 thing just uh um uh, whatever um is it solid and i can say from what i see we are not there but the main aspects of it are are a game changer that's absolutely for sure i think when it comes to decentralized organizations for example we have a a really solid path to uh, for people to to um to vote to to have um, to have an influence on what they work on so they i i see the daos as a cornerstone and like as a container for the for new kind of businesses and right now when you start a business uh, you have to you have a lot of paperwork which is very ambivalent like like very un certain what the rules are no one really knows it and i think this will completely change when we go to daos and we uh, know exactly what we get when we get involved there we can get tokens it's like an immediate way to to get ownership of that and it's not only financial ownership it's also governance and i think this is this is the future does the big corp- do the big corporation the big money guys do they still have a major part of uh, in it will they play a major part of it yes of course uh, the the world is not black and white it's always and, and not everyone is really equal even not in this game but when you see like instagram influencers or creators or, or these kind of people they are now earning money with what they love and the same will be true for business owners and and uh, people who who start business who get involved in businesses uh, i'm absolutely sure that this is the right way and um is is it worth going that way like we have this uh, i um this carbon uh, emission uh, issues and uh, it's very en- energy consuming yes that's all true and this needs to ch- be changed very um, soon but i see this as 
ho hopefully this will go go away and we will have a clean approach to these um, systems. But I don't see another way to follow because we, uh, we now have a, a, a gap which is getting bigger and bigger between the rich and the poor or the average person out there. And, um, but, but the average person still has to work, right? They, they still do all the work. And how do get, how, how is there any way to get them involved and do the, let them participate in the wealth we are creating? I can't see any other way. I don't see the politics do, do this. I just see, see this. And so, yes, it's definitely worth it. I hope, hopefully we come, um, we can tackle all the environment issues. I'm pretty sure this will be solved in a few years. And then hopefully we can come up with a new form of, of distributing wealth. Yeah, I, I, um, I always find that entrepreneurs are very optimistic in nature. So um, that's, that's good to see because I think the entrepreneurs are definitely the problem solvers out there and believe that things, things can be better. And that, I think that too, really. I mean, to give my view, whether, <laughs> whether people want to hear it, but when it comes to sort of the VC money entering into Web3, I think you're, you're always going to have that. And I would say for venture capitalists or private equity, they want long-term gains. So although they'll be entering the space, they actually are entering the space to, to build their wealth. So they're going to be making decisions which probably will actually benefit the community in the long run anyway. Um, and the fact that then the community can, can play a part in that through um, tokenization or governance and also being able to vote is is strong. And even in crypto in general, I think this may be a little bit higher now, but there's only like 300 million active crypto users in, in the globally at the moment. It might be a little bit more, um, but that's still quite low. So I think we're still very much at the at the early days of that. And I can see, I can see that the space, whether it be just the things like gas fees and scalability, I imagine a lot of that will will change in the same way that the internet has changed a lot since, yeah. you know, the early um, or the late nineties to the early two thousands. Like it's massive. I mean, me and you wouldn't be having this like podcast call now. Um, so, every, I think yeah, there's still I'm I'm still fairly optimistic about about the space and also like you said, in terms of redistributing wealth and community focused, I, the fact that there's community behind it for me is a, is a massive sort of bullish indicator um, that will help just drive change in the future. So I'm very optimistic about web three. I do think it is the, the next phase of the internet and definitely where the, where the future's heading. So yeah, that's my view on it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We are very aligned there. I, I think when, when it comes to where, why, why I'm bullish on the market, basically it's not the market. I'm not bullish. That would be stupid to say I'm very bullish because I see the prices for, for JPEGs or N NFTs rise. No, that's definitely not the, the case why I think I'm, I should be bullish. But because it's the, the fundamental idea behind Web3, which says to me, this needs to be the future. I want this to be the future. Um, even if, if, NFT, if the NFT market wouldn't be there, um it would be just the way we have to go to be decentralized to to make it at least a little bit sure 
that the creators are on the table. They can yep. eat on the table. That that's that's an important thing. Definitely, definitely. No, I I agree. I agree. Well, Martin, it's been it's been amazing having you on the podcast. Thank you so much for your time. It's just been great to talk to you, especially around uh, Meta Watches. Like I said, it's um, it's a unique project. I've enjoyed sort of seeing how that's uh, evolved. So I'm, I'm and I'm excited to see where it goes in the future. I'm also um, excited just to see your progress in the future as well. I'll continue to to follow you on um on linkedin and twitter is that is that probably the best place for people to follow you if they want to if they want to see what you're up to yeah i think linkedin is is uh, now my medium of choice twitter is uh, i i start I, I think my twitter account is 11 years old right now i i was in on hold for 11 years and i just started to 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 learn to relearn twitter over the last couple of weeks so i'm i'm more active on on linkedin right now yeah yeah linkedin's become a bit of a bit of a hotbed for web3 and nft chat I, I feel like people can can probably expand a little bit more on what they're thinking on linkedin rather than than what they can on twitter so it's uh yeah it's a bit of a hotbed these days um but oh thanks again and um yeah massively appreciate it from my side and look forward to see see what happens in the future 